This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'm joined by Kingsley Flynn, who is the head of insurance at Sciata. Sciata are a specialist cyber insure tech based in the United States. And Kingsley joins me on the line from Las Vegas, Nevada this morning. Welcome to the show, Kingsley. Uh, Nick, uh, welcome from uh, Viva Las Vegas. So great to be with you today. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, thanks very much, Kingsley. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today and really looking forward to hearing more about about the business there at Sayata. Before we get into that, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about your career background and the journey that you've taken to then joining the business there at Sayata? Thanks, Nick. Well, it's been a magical journey over four decades, as I like to say. Prior to joining Sayata in 2020, I had worked for just three companies over a 45-year period. And that might be considered a rarity today or perhaps some might define it as prehistoric, but it, it did provide me with exposure to many facets of our business across brokerage, underwriting, and what I fondly refer to as a group of brilliant people who can't spell insurance, but are what we call industry experts. So my career journey included 30 years in the insurance brokerage space at Johnson & Higgins, which ultimately became part of Marshall McLennan and Palmer and & Kay, and then 15 years with the Beasley Group, where I helped establish their U.S. business in 2004 and led their broker relations practice for a period of time. I became best friends with my moving company, affectionately known as Two Guys in a Truck, <laughs> uh, as my postings included serving in New York, a secondment to London to work at Lloyd's, Houston, Wilmington, Hartford, several cities in Florida, and most recently moving to the Great West here in Las Vegas about five years ago. Uh, the friends I developed over the decades have remained good friends today, with many of them going on to uh, highly successful careers. And I would just maybe add one post note that I'd like to share is one of my proudest accomplishments over my career is helping younger professionals enter entering the business. Uh, and they've gone on to achieve great success in the industry. And I would happily work for any of them without hesitation. All stars. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that, King. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great to really get an understanding of your background and your experience, both at Marsh and the long periods that you obviously spent at Beasley as well before joining the business. What was it about Diata that 
attracted you to the company? What led you to join, you know, a fast-paced technology business from that traditional sort of corporate insurance environment that, that you've been with for, for such a long time? So, Nick, I like to say that despite my tender years, uh, I learned something new every day. And so in late 2000, or sorry, 2019, uh, I was introduced to our CEO of Sayada Asaf uh, at a meeting and was just really flat out impressed with their vision to create a unique company. Our founders all hail from serving together in the Israeli Defense Force as part of the elite cyber unit known as Talpoit. And just a side note, I have a stepson serving in U.S. Special Forces, and he's very familiar with the strength of this particular team. So their vision for building out the company was to obviously develop a very deep bench of strong technology folks, but also with a balance of also insurance uh, professionals coming from the industry. So we have a combination of ultra-bright tech minds and seasoned insurance professionals, best way I can describe it. Awesome. So I, I started in January of 2020, and it's been uh, a very exciting ride ever since. Fantastic. Fantastic. Looking forward to hearing all about it. Kingsley, as we are in the insurance coffee house today over here in the UK, it's a little bit late for coffee, five o'clock in the afternoon. I see you've got a, a fresh cup there in Las Vegas this morning. What's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning, Kingsley? Well, Dick, I, I'm not sure they've developed a coffee strong enough for me, and I've <laughs> traveled the world on uh, business and vacation, and uh, I, I like my coffee very strong. I'd probably say I favor the uh, some of the Italian dark yeah. roast blends. That would probably yeah. be my my go-to uh, go-to cup. Fantastic, fantastic. Sounds great. Thank you for that, Kingsley. Kingsley, I'd like to start off by asking you to give give our listeners really sort of a snapshot or an overview of the business, where you are now in terms of the markets that you're operating, maybe the number of employees that you have, where you are in terms of uh, funding. So sort of an overview of the business would be fantastic. Sure. So Cyan as a company has actually been around for several years. So prior to us launching mm. the cyber platform in January of 2020, the company had a developed business in network security consulting uh, run by our three founding partners. And then Asaf, after visiting with a number of brokers, came up with the vision to develop a a multi-carrier comparative platform. That's sort of a mouthful, but Mm. effectively uh, developing a place that wholesale brokers could access multiple quotes from multiple markets, thus reducing the amount of time they need to pull quotes from all the markets versus going either to the carrier individually or through their single sign-on portal or you know, calling the underwriter. And this, uh, particularly in the, the small to mid-size space, you know, absent having that tool in front of them, can take a lot of time to develop quotes. So we like to say we work in the engine room of the wholesale broker. We work, in effect, behind the scenes supporting the wholesale broker with their uh, with their retail agents. And so our distribution is 100% wholesale brokers. We support that model. We feel the wholesalers are the most efficient in distribution of the small to mid-sized cyber product. Plus, they bring some value-added consulting to the retail agent, you know, helping them navigate through some of the issues around cyber. 
We now have 10 carriers, uh, all well-known brands in the industry participating on the, on the platform. Uh, roughly 100 plus wholesale brokerage firms appointed and about 1,200 users uh, that are now active. We've gone through three rounds of funding, so uh, have raised uh, roughly uh, over uh, $60 million in funding. Most recently, uh, we had a, an additional round delivered to our Series A, and that was an additional $35 million in uh, earlier this year. Fantastic. Sounds like the, the business is in a great position to really kick off. Really interesting distribution model, Kingsley. But before we discuss that, would you mind giving our listeners a an insight into the product itself and, and how that's been developed? Sure. So I would say one of our strengths with the with the platform is listening to what brokers need uh, in terms of functionality on the platform, any additional features. And so we spent a lot of time interviewing the early joiners to the platform on what was working, what was not, and how we could further develop the platform. So we have a big team in Tel Aviv that we feed that information to, and then they will put it into a, what we call a sprint process and, and bang out you know, any improvements to the platform. So uh, I'd like to say we our, our platform has really grown up around the needs of the wholesale broker, what they're looking for versus mm-hmm. us telling them, here's the product, yeah. good luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's been a very important part of uh, developing our business. And so we don't track versions of the platform. If we did, I would dare say we're at version 110.5. Mm-hmm. We're constantly improving the platform itself. So we provide the wholesale broker with a dashboard which allows them to enter the risk information one time and then through our uh, the magic of what we do behind the scenes is we map that all correctly back to the carriers so then when quotes are pulled the broker is looking at a a logical side-by-side comparison of the quote sublimits and then they can download that quote into what we call a cyber pack which is a nifty, in effect, sales proposal deck they present to their retail agent. And the retail agent, in turn, shares that with the client. And we include claim examples. So it's a very useful tool. We're constantly looking at improving that deck because we the brokers have found it extremely valuable in supporting their business, developing more business out of their retail agents. No, that's fantastic. That's really interesting. For quite some time, I think particularly retail brokers or generalists, small commercial brokers have found cyber a difficult policy to to sell, difficult policy to consult with their clients about. So it seems that this really does provide an excellent functionality, an excellent tool for them to provide better advice to their customers and also increase their sales as well on cyber. What would you say are the additional benefits for the wholesale brokers? What maybe might some of the benefits be for some of the carriers that you work with as well? That's a good question. So let's talk about the the wholesale brokers. And I referenced this earlier. Sayada is in the position to help the wholesale brokers save time on individually marketing small to mid-sized risk to multiple carriers. That Mm -hmm. takes a lot of time. And part of the the thinking behind that is 
the wholesale brokers themselves have bring very deep experience in cyber to the retail agent. And our idea is to help them free up time so they can provide that advisory service, if you will, to the retail agent. Uh, we stand again in the background in the engine room, but we're allowing the cyber, we're allowing the wholesale broker to deliver that value add support to the retail agents. We're saving them time. We're freeing up time so they can work on the, the larger, more complex accounts. Mm. And then some of our wholesale brokers are looking at platform as a way to potentially, I, I hate to use the word cross-sell, everybody uses that term, but I'll use it. <laughs> I'll fall a victim to it, but cross-selling cyber into other lines of business. So if a wholesale broker, let's say, has a number of ETL renewals coming up in July, uh, they can offer the retail agent uh, an opportunity to present also a, a cyber quote through mm -hmm. through the platform. So they're using it some in, in, in cross-sell there. And then for the the retail agent, again, you mentioned this, but many retail agents may be generalists, so they work more in the traditional property casualty space with no resident expertise. But here we're giving them a proposal deck which provides some amount of information that'll help them in presenting the quotes to the, to the end client, but also they're relying on their wholesale broker to add to that uh, their expertise. So it's a nice combination. We're giving them a core proposal deck they can present to the client, but at the same time, they're gonna reach out to the wholesale broker to provide, you know, fill in some of the gaps. With our carrier partners, uh, they've provided us with some very good marketing collateral, which we have, we maintain on the platform. So if the wholesale broker wanted to add to what is being presented to the retail agent, they can access that resource right on the platform. So any given carrier might have a, a white paper on uh, multi-factor authentication or claim experiences, and they can, they can draw upon that. Carriers have found the platform very effective in I don't want to say rounding out, but growing their business and particularly in the in the small cyber, because every time a wholesale broker enters a risk on the Cyada platform, we are pinging that carrier for a quote. So to some extent, we're working as uh, behind the scenes as their business development team delivering business to the carrier that they might not see through other channels just, just because it, it would take a, a large staff to be calling on say all of the individuals that we now have active on the on, on the platform so I, I would i would say that the carriers are finding the cyanide platform a excellent source of new business for them fantastic thanks kinsley if we now look at sort of like the biggest challenges now that you've faced in, in growing the business, I know the last few years has certainly been a, a hardening of the market on cyber. Has that been the biggest challenge that you face so far or have there been other challenges that you've encountered as you've been looking to grow the business? Uh, great question. Many brokers, I would say most brokers that specialize in cyber uh, are facing a market that's changing all the time, as we know, new restrictions perhaps being imposed, some carriers withdrawing from certain industry classes. And 
they're under a lot of pressure from the retail agents to deliver quotes timely and make changes timely. So uh, we've built out a service team at Sayada that interacts, interfaces with the carriers on everything from binders to uh, name changes to other endorsements. That produces quite a bit of volume. So, uh, and, and the brokers are, are conscious uh, of the fact that the carriers are being inundated with a lot of requests, not just from Sayada, but from all, all sources. So our, our challenge is to keep uh, our, our clients at the head of the queue, if you will, as best as we can. And in fact, some carriers have added or reconfigured their staff to support our business because we are delivering a very high volume of business to them. And so we are demanding certain you know, expected levels of, uh, of service on that on that book of business. So I would say that, you know, the challenge is on any given day, a market might withdraw from a certain class. And then we have to help the wholesale broker. You know, how do we remarket that? Mm-hmm. Good example might be schools or municipalities. Some markets mm-hmm. have shied away from that. So we're working on solutions to help them secure alternative solutions when that business comes up for renewal. There's quite a bit of work involved in that. And then uh, I wouldn't call it a challenge. It's more what we learn every day. Our, my team in business development spend a lot of time on the phone, not emails, not texting, <laughs> uh, not WhatsApping, you know, but on the phone talking to, to brokers about issues that they're facing in the market and how could we help. So we've invested a lot of time listening to the wholesale broker on what their specific needs are and how how could we position ourselves better. Uh, That requires a lot of time, but we're happy to do it. And and I would say I wouldn't necessarily call it as a a challenge, but it's, uh, you know, opportunity moments where we're talking to the broker to find out what we can do to help them. So actually, as the market's becoming more challenging, you're actually helping and providing more benefits and more assistance with your with your clients during those times so you know providing even more value during those challenging times in the market it's uh, it's fantastic kingsley brings us nicely onto our espresso round where our listeners will know the questions are short sharp and to the point now i know you struggle to find a strong enough coffee in the morning but are you ready are you ready for an espresso now i am indeed the espresso round Kingsley, how many people are you looking to grow the business by over the next 12 months? In terms of Sayada staff, how we're growing out our business. So today we have 55 employees, 35 work in our Tel Aviv office and 20 here in the US. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to have big plans to expand that? There's indeed, we, we've added several practices. So we recently recruited Apasana Yuni, who is heading up our carrier relations efforts. So she interacts with the carriers um, on a daily basis. Uh, she's our chief commercial officer. We're expanding our operations team. That's the team I mentioned that handles the day-to-day service load on the on the platform. And that team has well more than doubled in size in less than oh six months. So we're constantly adding to that. And then my team on business development, as we roll out additional products, so we're cyber right now, we're looking into other lines, predominantly in what we would call professional lines. We're adding those. We're looking to um, add staff there. And right now we have a business development manager situated in or located in uh, the principal regions in the U.S., so Pacific Northwest, Southern California. 
Midwest, Southwest, Northeast, and Southeast. So, and and again, part of our job is not just business development, but it's just working closely with the brokers to help them help them on any, really any issues that might come up. What are sort of the culture values that you're looking to build there as an organization? It's a great company. I was just in Tel Aviv uh, three weeks ago for the first time. Had our leadership team together uh, in person for the first time, which was fantastic. So I got to meet uh, a number of the folks that support us on product and all the backroom engineering that goes on. And I was just you know, sort of thoroughly impressed. Everybody just sort of gets on with it. So we we have a great, it's a very collaborative work environment. Uh, I'm a bit spoiled, Nick, I'll admit I'm, I'm spoiled because uh, on my business development team of now eight, I worked with six of them before, so oh, wow. work. we have part of the old band back together, if you will. Yeah, so that's, nice. That, that's been a you know that that's been a benefit to me. So uh, because we all worked together uh, before, you know, mm. very collaborative. We had a offsite meeting a couple of weeks ago and in Phoenix, and working on how we can better support the brokers. We just have a, I would just say, a star team, and we, we get along very well. So it's a very, you know, I know it's overused, uh, the, the term collaborative, but um, now working for an insure tech for me personally and my team on Vistvelv is a new experience altogether because mm-hmm. oftentimes our team in Tel Aviv look at the business, I don't say differently, but they want to know why is that? Why is the broker needing a specific Requirement. They really want to understand that. And so we do spend a fair amount of time talking to brokers with them. But once they agree on a change is needed, then they simply bang it through. But we do, it's a, it's a different, um, it's a different environment, very collaborative, but new, a new experience for many of us. So, which is great. Yeah, very much so. So it's a new experience for yourself and for, for some of the other team members there. How would you go about First of all, sort of building that culture as, as you're growing and you're growing growing quickly, but also with the things like remote working. Obviously, we're coming out of the pandemic now. You know, people are working remotely. They're being onboarded remotely. How do you still sort of keep that culture, keep that team environment, you know, where people are often left to, to work from home or work remotely? So I've drawn a little bit upon my experience at, at Beasley because I helped start that business uh, for them in the U.S. back in, in 2004. And and while the business, our business is, is different, I think some of the same attributes for a great company are, are there for any business, really, mm-hmm. insure tech, insurance company, broker, whatever. And that is working on developing the business with a really kind of a, a shared vision to grow. You know, I think when we first started, we had no idea how well we might do. We kept an op- well, we kept an open mind to that. That didn't sort of say a governor on the engine slowing down our enthusiasm. And so the business has grown quite a bit. And we have uh, worked very hard to just preserve that collaborative nature. Now, remote working, interesting. COVID, interesting. Now with travel opening up, my team is now going to spend more time on the road. I still believe nothing, there's no substitute for face-to-face meetings. We can have all the Zoom calls we want or phone calls, but nothing really replaces that. So we're now on a mission to be getting out on the road actively, whether it's at conferences or visiting with brokers. That's going to create its own challenges, you know, Nick, because if we're out of the office and we have a, a full inbox of requests to, to attend to, 
juggling that, tried to make the Zoom at-home environment as friendly as possible. So our leadership team in Tel Aviv, uh, as soon as we hit certain milestones, uh, we'll have a company-wide Zoom call. Uh, each of us might receive uh, perhaps a bag of you know espresso beans or uh, a nice bottle of wine or some uh, fun gift. So we do that quite a bit. We have a lot of company-wide calls um, that include some fun built in to it, nice. but promoting some teamwork across the company. We do that frequently, and my hat's off to uh, our CEO, Asaf, for promoting that. He does that very, very well. So Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like a great environment to be a part of. In terms of, uh, obviously, you've had a very successful career within insurance, within traditional insurance. What do you think are the opportunities for someone with a high-performing insurance career at at Sciata? What sort of value can they bring to to your organization? Great question on recruitment. As you know, there's a wealth of talent in, in the industry. I think the key is identifying people that are willing to learn something new. And I use myself perhaps as an example, maybe not the sterling example, but I like to say I do learn something new every day. And identifying people that bring that that deep experience, but willing to look at things very differently. I can I can point to several of the members of my team that had very senior level positions within insurance, say insurance carriers, running regions, and took a flyer, said, okay, uh, I'm, I'm looking to do something new, work in a small collaborative team. And so they, in effect, walked away from a career with a larger company to join Sayata, which I think speaks volumes. So when we interview potential new candidates, that's the first group I put in the interview room with a candidate. And so far, that's proved exceptional. So I'd say that the the form the winning formula is someone with deep experience but willing to learn something new mm-hmm. uh, bring their experience with them but learn something new and would you say that would that be your advice to someone who's looking to build out an insure tech is to have that balance of tech experience insurance experience and people to be specialists in their own field but being able to then work together to be able to collaborate like you say build out an insure tech business that's a great question. If you look at some, perhaps some companies in the insure tech space and you scroll through their website and their value proposition, by and large, they've got an incredibly talented team bringing that, that tech experience. There's no question about that. They have that. What might be, I don't want to say missing, but maybe is needed is complementing that with team that bring the insurance experience. And that's where I think we've done a a stellar job, frankly, of building out our business with that blend of tech and insurance industry experience. We just think that's very important. Yeah, that's fantastic. Kingsley, we've almost reached the end of our time together today in the Insurance Coffee House. Before we finish, I'd like to ask you if you've got any advice for someone who might be considering the same transition that you've made yourself moving from a traditional or incumbent insurance business into an insured tech operation. So what advice would you have for someone looking to make that switch? And and how would someone go about contacting you, reaching out to you after the show? I'm happy to, to serve as a recruitment <laughs> advisor <laughs> to anybody. I get calls all the time, not just for opportunities with Sayada, but to get uh, my view of uh, 
perhaps other other companies, not necessarily in the mm-hmm. tech space, but really anywhere. So ha- happy to do that. I would say for a younger person in our business, I think the key is developing what I like to say is your your primary major. Mm-hmm. So have a strong grasp, a technical grasp, say on an insurance product and build that out. Now, as folks in our business develop or establish a, a career in the more traditional insurance space and are looking at the insure tech world, I think there's a lots of there are lots of opportunities. And not just necessarily in insurance. I, I think there is probably a need for other companies, whether they're offering advisory services or perhaps even supporting insurance carriers that write cyber with real industry experience. Uh, I'd like to see us bring back what we used to call client roundtable, where you have folks coming out of the client segment to provide, say, insurance carriers or brokers with expertise in a particular uh, industry. The best example of that is health. So long before we were even worried about cyber or patient confidentiality, hospitals and healthcare providers were already on top of that. They were spending a lot of time, a lot of money in, in protecting that information or how to manage uh, infectious diseases, uh, not because their insurance carrier told them to do it, but because it was the right thing to do. So I think in the insure tech space, we have a number of very successful insure tech MGAs that are underwriting, uh, say, cyber or other professional lines on behalf of various capital providers. There's an opportunity for those companies to build out their teams in providing risk management, I don't want to say services, but advisory uh, tools that the wholesale broker can take advantage of. And so there's uh, it, it does not have to be necessarily in the underwriting space or the broker space, but the insure tech space generally uh, needs people that I think bring deep experience in a specific industry because each industry is unique and each industry have have certain vulnerabilities when it comes to cyber or professional lines. So there'd be a good opportunity. Let's say if I was working for a broker specializing in healthcare, so healthcare professional, I think there's a great opportunity for them with within the insurance in, in the insure tech industry. Lots of opportunity. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lots of opportunities there for coming through from the clients who are the experts in their field. Kingsley, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really interesting to hear about well about your career, about your insights that you have there, but also about you know some of the great initiatives and the great work going on there at Sciata. So thanks very much for joining us on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Nick, and wishing you uh, your business great success as well. So I've been listening to some of your other podcasts and very well done. Thank you very much. To all the insurance business leaders and insure tech leaders out there, we thank you for listening today as ever. And I'm sure you would have gained a lot of great insights and advice from Kingsley today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or would like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take care. 
You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.